What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brent McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice and host this podcast every week to bring conversations to you, the marketer, on a topic that I think is interesting and I'm trying to learn more about. Today, we have Christian from the Ocean team, and he is talking about digital experience platforms. And we're talking specifically about why composable DXP should matter to us, the marketers. There's so much in this conversation that I learned and wanted to share it with you. Excited for that. Also, we announced a companion piece to our report. We are throwing an event on January 25th on the state of gated versus ungated content. We've got Andy Binkley, the founder and CMO at Toriel, Molly Clark, Vice President of Digital Marketing at Spiff, Lindsay McGuire, Associate Director of Content and Campaigns, and our very own Jonathan Gandoff, founder and CEO, to talk about the data from the report and talk about how we should think about access going into 2024. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. I'm excited to talk about today's topic because it is something that I am trying to familiarize myself with and have a really solid guest to dig into it. So today I'm joined by Christian Byrne, who is the CTO of Ocean, and we are going to be talking about why composable DXP should matter to us, the marketer. But without further ado, Christian, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Brett. I'm doing great. Maybe we start here on just the ocean side. For those who are unfamiliar, who are listening, uh, maybe talk a little bit about ocean, who you are, what you do, and kind of your your role within the business. Sure. Uh, we've been doing website development, mostly focusing around the digital experience platforms for about 20 years now. Um, we do mostly the technology side. We uh, partner with other agencies to do the creative and the strategy. And we you know, implement all kinds of platforms, all kinds of websites, really focusing on the sales and marketing parts of organizations, uh, trying to make them successful with their objectives of reaching their customers, engaging them more, and ultimately improving conversions and sales uh, on their website. How long have you been building websites for? Oh, yeah, it's been over 20 years now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I would imagine uh, through that, a lot has changed. Um, For sure, and and yeah. so I, I want to maybe dig into just composable DXP and starting, we'll like start for beginners, total entry level, uh, maybe share a little bit of like first, like what does DXP stand for? Um, and then we can get into the composable sure. part. So DXP stands for Digital Experience Platform. It is an evolution of the content management system. So I would say content management systems came out around probably 12 years ago or so. The first generation started coming out maybe 15 years ago now. I'm losing my time. It's, it's been a while. But originally, they were just, just uh, targeted towards allowing marketing teams to edit and publish content, broad-based content, to a wide audience onto their websites. And then they evolved to what uh, we started calling the digital experience platform by adding in more functionality. So they weren't just editing content. It was also personalizing content, targeting it to specific users, um, doing uh, multivariate testing, including analytics, 
including campaign management, all these things that marketers kind of need in order to move the needle on their conversions um, and, and improving their sales online. So all of those were included in what was the digital experience platform. So it included all these digital marketing features on top of the content management system. And because it evolved from the content management system, it was sort of an, there it was all baked into the single solution. Probably, you know, around that time, Adobe or, and some of the other platforms started pulling in additional packages that they had acquired and, and making their, um, their solutions include not just features that were built out of the content management system, but also pulled in from these uh, separate SaaS products. Like for Adobe, it was they bought Omniture and you can pull in analytics into, into your platform and they bought uh, Target and now that's part of their, their system as well to do personalization. So it wasn't built into the CMS, it was bolted on uh, and composed in, but it still wasn't the really true composable concept yet. That's what has evolved in probably the last three years where we've taken some of those concepts of of integration and taking them to the next step and making it into composable. So I want to dig into uh, the composable part, but just out of curiosity on the Adobe front, you mentioned the uh, you know, and there, it's been a long time, but I used to work in a partnerships role that worked directly with Adobe and worked with some of these acquisition partners who were brought in and folded into their platform. It, is the way we should look at the DXP and these platforms today, was that uh, uh, kind of driven through big bigger companies like Adobe adding on to their platform and then you know selling that to marketers? Or was it something else? I'm always fascinated on like how we got here with certain solutions. Yeah, they've every vendor has taken a different strategy. Like Sitecores was traditionally build everything inside of the same platform and grow organically versus buying separate packages and pulling it in. Kentico is the same way. They they um, built everything organically. Um, Optimizely did kind of half and half, where they they built a lot of it organically, and then in probably the last five years, where they started bringing in separate acquisitions into their platform. So vendors have done have done different things for different reasons. And now Sitecore is actually uh, moving towards the bolt-on to different packages. And you know what you get when when the the product has evolved uh, organically is that all the pieces work really well together, right? Um, you know, your your personalization and your your campaign management and your analytics is all in the same solution. They all work really well together. Customers work with one vendor. They, you know, the the administrative interfaces are are very similar, the same. Lots of concepts are similar. But when it's something like what Adobe did where they buy it, there's more fragmentation in the products. You have to learn multiple things and you sort of have to wait for them to get to that arc where the products have now been fully integrated and fully uh, harmonized across their product suite, and now it's easier for people to to take up and 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 uh, and and run with. Um, so, and then there's always the question of best of breed. You know, do you do you want all in one or do you want best of breed? Best of breed means that you might have the best features out there, but because they're separate individual packages, you might have lots of things that you have to manage. Versus all-in-one means you have less, less things you have to manage, but one of the individual features might be subpar compared to what you could get separately in the marketplace. 
I definitely going to want to dig into this a little further, but before we do that, you mentioned the word composable. Um, I think it's important to uh, share maybe like what that is, like how does that fit into the, the DXP? Yeah, sure. So composable is uh, as a concept is something that's, that's come out probably in the last three years uh, where, you know, like I was saying, what Adobe did was when they bought analytics, they bought target, they were separate pieces of software that they made work within your, your digital marketing platform, but they, but they were pulled together sort of in at the glass in the front end. So those those were technically composable, but we didn't call it composable. And now there's an evolution where more of those features, instead of being inside of that single platform, are now pulled out and used and and uh, leveraged separately from a separate piece of software, and and composed in together. And what that allows the 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 benefit of that for the marketers is that you have the ability to choose which ones you want potentially from different vendors and pull them together in in the way that best uh, suits your business that that optimize is optimized for your marketing situation your marketing objectives what you're trying to do with your, for your customers so composable is the concept or or uh, architecture of pulling in packages separate packages potential from separate vendors having them all be composed into a single solution that's targeted for your business case. So let's try to paint the picture for the marketer out there listening, who's maybe knows this is happening, but maybe in their inside their business, but maybe has never thought about it from this level. What are the, what's maybe some of the anatomy of composable? What are some of those elements that come together to create this? Um, anything you can share there? Yeah. So the basics that you're talking about for a composable solution are your content management system, your search, your digital asset management system, where you manage your your media assets and publish those live in, in different variations for different uh, mediums, like your for mobile or desktop or whatever the different sizes you want are. Those are, those are kind of the basics that you would need to build a website. Then you'd add on advanced functionality for personalization, for uh, multivariate testing to allow you to do experimentation. Like multivariate testing is, uh, I have a product page and I want to see if having the image on the left side makes it more likely that a user is going to purchase, add it to their cart, or if having the image below the description is going to make it more likely that they're going to add it to the cart. Um, so that's what multivariate testing lets you set up a, a test where you can, say, a month, run both of them for 50% or 70-20 or 60-40 um, and determine which one is actually better for your, at, at converting your, your customers. Um, so that's multivariate testing or experimentation. That's what that's called. That's an advanced capability. And then if you have any kind of logged in functionality, or, uh, if you know anything about your user or want to capture anything about your users, then you start adding in a customer data platform, CDP, where you're capturing all of their profiles and leveraging their profiles and making those profile assets work with the personalization. So now that you know something about your customer, you might know that they are a marketer, you might know the industry they're in or the geography that they're in, then that information in your CDP can work with your personalization engine so that you're personalizing your content, which comes from your CMS all together um, to basically optimize a funnel that you're, where, where your endpoint is conversions, better sales, uh, better outcomes for your for your marketing organization. 
So I can't help but think about the anatomy and think about all those moving pieces. And then I zoom out and I'm thinking about all of those areas of focus and then the individuals inside the business, which own each of those pieces. And I think about bringing in something new like this and just the amount of conversations and then the amount of alignment within internal teams to finally go make the decision to say, you know what, this is something we want to do because it benefits all of our functions and it can help bring us all together and ultimately do what you just said, you know, drive more sales. Talk maybe a little bit about just like the complexity of just getting everyone inside of marketing organizations and teams aligned around this. Because I'd imagine these aren't deals or things that are sold and and take place overnight, but probably takes uh, quite a bit of time to educate everyone and get them on the same page. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the, the only incremental part is that you know, the concept of composable and understanding what it means to choose multiple packages. I mean, we've we've always had a, a website, companies, there aren't companies who don't have websites anymore, right? Everybody has a website. Everybody in the organization, every department has a stake in the website, has, has a mechanism for communicating with the marketing team that might own the website. So, you know, the uh, product marketing team is talking to the the content marketing team already, they have to have a way that they negotiate the priorities. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a little more because with the, you know, before it maybe was, oh, we're on AEM and everything we do is AEM, but now with Composable, there's lots more options, you know? So, so there's the, the, the decision-making process is longer uh, we're still mostly talking to the same people, but the part of the organization that manages the commerce uh, of the company are going to have a lot more input into choosing between three or four packages, whichever one works for them, might work better for them on the back office or in integration into their inventory management. Um, so that kind of makes it a little bit longer tail on the design end when you're talking to to more of those uh, more of those stakeholders, just because they're, you know, they will they have an opportunity to really dig down and uh, dictate more of their that more of their requirements are met so when i think about this as a marketer i think about maybe some of the benefits are just like added personalization just the ability to integrate think about enhanced customer experiences maybe i'd love to learn from you just like are those correct or maybe like what are some of all the other benefits that marketers should care about when moving over to composable? Probably speed to market is a big one. So speed to market, I would say not not having to compromise on the functionality. So in the if you if you had a DXP that was not composable and you were stuck with the personalization that was in that that uh, that CMS, then you you might be compromising on what you wanted to do. You might not be reaching your full potential. But now you'll you'll be able to choose from a number of vendors out there that offer personalization, and you might make it work for you. Um, and then maybe 12 months, 18 months later, you decide actually this thing doesn't really work for me. I'm gonna pull it out and put in another one. Um, now I'm making it sound a little bit more easy than it is. There's obviously some work there, but because the the, the idea of composability is that 
the way that we're putting these things together is more standards based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lighter weight uh, to, in a way that makes them easier to not only easier to implement the first time, but easier to pull out and replace when you want to when you want to replace them. Um, so that's kind of a, th- those are all benefits to the marketer is it gives them ultimately that agility that they need in order to try things pivot, try things, pivot, try things, pivot until you, you know, you're, you're, you're ultimately optimizing your, your marketing operations. I'm going to maybe try to maybe close out with this one, just in understanding as a marketer, what are the things maybe that take place or is, are happening in your everyday world that should be a signal to you, maybe, and this maybe is not just a one-time thing, but it's repeatedly happening, but is a signal for you that it, there might be an opportunity for you to evaluate something like composable DXP that can not only help solve just these issues that you're having, but ultimately will lead to a better experience with the customers that you're trying to uh, bring in. Yeah, the what we hear the most uh, from customers is that they are experiencing functional and performance problems for their end user. So their end users are um, are not getting the functionality that they need. They're not experiencing the 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 uh, solution that the marketers are trying to give them in uh, in an optimal way. It's not it's not downloading to their phone as fast as they want it to, and that means that. The customers, the, their website's core web vitals aren't as high. Their Google core web vitals aren't as high, which means their SEO isn't as high, which means they're not uh, comparing well to their to their uh, competitors um, with within the you know their their competitive landscape, and the you know they're not able to give the functionality that they want to give to their users. So the composable solution gives those solves many of those challenges for them gives them improved performance, which can improve SEO, and it allows them to choose better functionality for their customers. And ultimately, if things aren't working, to replace it with something that will work. So what I hear, and I had just had a flashback from this moment of time where I felt like I wasted a year of my life because I didn't catch something on the back end because I was turning a blind eye to it. But it was it was, it was something like, uh, the p- page speeds that were happening in our CMS, it, everything was slow and I wasn't paying attention to it, but, it, and it was negatively impacting our SEO. And it was just something I didn't have my eye on. Would it be something like that? Just like yep. page speeds, that sort of thing, yep. looking exactly into that and it'll yep. improve SEO. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so there is, there, it's not impossible to improve page speed with a non-composable DXP. Um, we do it and we have done it and we did it for, you know, a lot of years before we, we implemented composable solutions. But the bottom line is with composable solutions, it's easier to get higher scores, easier to get better performance for your end users uh, with a composable solution. Definitely. I think that is on the top of mind of all marketers out there right. all the time. We don't have CTOs on here too often, but it was so nice to learn a little bit about a new topic that we haven't talked about, composable DXP. Christian, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. It was great. It was fun. Really enjoyed that chat with Christian. Just understanding what is composable, where are brands moving? How do APIs get involved? Why does this matter to us as the marketer? I thought that was a really good chat. I think Ocean's doing some really great stuff 
enjoying their content on the juice check them out take care of yourself take care of others around you we'll be back more modern day marketer on the other side <laughs>